Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. It is May 16th. The month is half over, and it is a week in which there are monthly options available. So every single stock on our list is a contender. Now, if you've been following along, we've got four positions that we brought over from last week. BK, which is Bank Mellon. J&J, which is Johnson & Johnson. KHC, which is Heinz Ketchup. And LOW, which is Lowe's. Now, these names may sound very familiar. Almost household names. Bank Mellon may not be a household name where you're from. But for people who live in the New York area, you know, PK is Bank Mellon, which is a New York bank, I believe. But any and every stock that I invest in is one of those companies that have increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 20 to 25 years. There are a few exceptions, and when they do pop up, I will let you know. Like, for instance, Apple. Apple is one of those exceptions that I do only because it's Apple. <laughs> there are a few others and those are the ones that are on Warren Buffett's list Berkshire Hathaway has been known to pick out winners and uh, they're on my list so every once in a while you'll notice, notice a company that is not a dividend king or a dividend contender or a dividend uh, aristocrat a company that has not paid for 25 years or more but all that being said Let's just jump in, see where we are, and see if we can hit that 1% again. I think, um, I don't even know how many weeks there were. There are 12 weeks. Minute, 4, 8, 12. 12 weeks in the first quarter. So I'm, believing, I'm, I'm thinking there's like 12 weeks in every quarter. So I believe every quarter I... Got 1%. I think there was like one or two that I didn't get 1%. I didn't get a negative number, which is good. So I didn't haven't lost anything yet. But I have... Um, I remember one week I only made 200 bucks. Yeah, well, I originally made... You know, at the beginning of the week, it was a nice number. But then towards the end of the week, uh, some of the spreads didn't work out quite right. And when a spread doesn't work out quite right, it wipes out some of the profits. So I'm kind of limited on how many spreads I actually do. Um, most of them are either a dividend capture play where I just buy the stock and capture the dividend. Or I'll buy the stock and I will uh, sell a premium against it, which means giving someone the option of buying it from me. It's called a covered call. Okay, It's one of the safest trades there are. Now, I do it... Um, for a lot of the, a lot of stocks because I get a better return than I do if I just bought the dividend. However, the dividend is one of those consolation prices for lack of better words. See, I prefer to get a 1% or a 1.5% per week. Worst case scenario, I'll just collect the dividend. Now, some people buy a stock and collect a dividend once every 90 days. Now, I bought Lowe's back in January. Okay, That was the first quarter. Lowe's was actually the first company I bought this year. 
because I, I reset everything back to zero at the uh, end of the end of the uh, year. But I think from now on, I'm going to reset everything at the end of the quarter. Okay, because basically everything resets at the end of the quarter. Because Lowe's is the first one I buy at the first quarter. Lowe's is the first one I buy at the second quarter. Lowe's is the first, okay, so on and so forth. So needless to say, on Lowe's, I collected the dividend twice. Okay, but unlike other Lowe's investors, I've collected a premium. It can range anywhere between 30 cents a share all the way up to $2 a share. For the past, ooh, let me think, Since ooh, every week since the beginning of January. So it's 12 weeks in January, four weeks in April, and we are in week number three of May. Okay, so let's jump in and get in. Now, I got four positions I carried from last week. I gave you those. BK, I'm going to have to go through this again only because I actually tried doing this earlier today while the market was open. I was, um, where was I? In my traveling, uh, my, my traveling, uh, what do you call it? My traveling home. <laughs> it's kind of like a minivan uh, motorhome type scenario because I travel a lot. It's my mobile studio. That's what I call it, my mobile studio. Got my little desk here, my lights, my, my pillows, my blankets, um, all that kind of nice, neat stuff to make it comfortable and nice. And I got everything right here that I need to do what it is I do. So first off, Bank Mellon. Now, considering we already own it, we don't have to go through the whole spiel again. But we've seen a double high on um, Bank Mellon, 64.58. That was in January, then again in, in mid-February. Then we get a double low um, beginning of May and then last week. So, uh, And that was at the 41.93 area. We're sitting at... Uh, forty-three twenty-four. At this moment in time, and I sold earlier this morning the forty-four and a half calls. Now remember, I bought Bank Mellon um, on four eleven, which was a little over a month ago. Uh, let's go. Let's go exact. Okay. Um. Four eleven. Okay, so I bought Bank Mellon for eleven. So I got the premium on the was that the second week? Yeah, the second full week of April. I collected a premium the third week of April. I collected a premium on the fourth week of April, and I collected the dividend on the fourth week of April. Um, I collected a premium the first week of May. I collected a premium the second week of May. And I collected a premium again this morning. Now, the premium I, I collected was only $0.30 cents a share. But it's kind of like free money. Now, I could be one of those people that just holds a dividend stock and just collects a dividend once every 90 days. But no, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to collect a safe, secure, predictable, and sustainable 1% or more per week. Okay, so that's Bank Mellon. Next on the list is J&J. 
which is Johnson & Johnson and Dividend King. And we love Dividend Kings. We get a double low on Johnson & Johnson once in November and once again in mid-February at the 156 area. We've also got a double high on uh, Johnson & Johnson at 186.69. And that was the end of last month. We hit it twice. You'll get your profit taking because that's the high of the year. You get your profit taking and then you set, let's settle down to a new uh, support, which is right on 174.73. We're sitting at 178 at this moment in time. Now, remember, we bought Johnson & Johnson at 177.87. Ooh. Now, we're sitting at 178. So, we're actually in the money. Now, <clears throat> when did I get Johnson & Johnson? Let me quickly take a look at this. Uh, 5.9. That was last Monday. So I collected the one premium on Johnson & Johnson last Monday. And I think it was like close to like five or 600 bucks. Like, yeah. All right. Now we got it again. Uh, I only got 300 shares of Johnson & Johnson. And um, it's going for close to 180 a share. So 180 a share at uh, 300 shares. Um that's uh, right around 500 bucks again. Okay, so I like that. Uh, and I am going to... I am going to... Uh, sell three contracts of Johnson & Johnson. At uh, 176 limit order or, or, or better, whatever we can do. I'm going to set send. So that's uh, sell three J&J &J 100s, which are the weeklies. Not the monthlies, it's the weeklies. Uh, 20 May 22, which is this Friday. The 177 and a half call at 176 limit order. Now, before I do that, hold one. You know what? Let's just do it. Uh, so that's 528 bucks. Okay, that, that's... I was going to say, I could have done the 180s for $0.64 cents a share. But I'm not going to worry about it. Because remember, I probably could. It, it, it may or may not because it's Dividend King. It's got the uh, dividend coming up in, in, in next week. Not this week, but next week is the EX date. Because uh, I always get two weeks ahead of time. That way I give the stock plenty of time to do whatever kind of move it's going to do. And hopefully she'll fill in the morning. Because uh, it is after hours at the moment. And the only reason why I did it after hours because I kept getting booted off line. Cause it happens once in a great while where um, my mobile um, data provider doesn't always work. 95% of times it works just fine. Every once in a while I get kicked off and I just couldn't get online today. So I got a nice strong signal right now, but you know, market's closed, but it is what it is. All right. So that's Johnson & Johnson. We got a possible uh, five or 600 bucks coming in from Johnson & Johnson. KHC is next on the list. That's Heinz. KHC, Heinz, catch up.
We got a double high at 45. Okay. That was back in, oh my goodness, May 20th last year and May 6th of this year. Okay. So you get a double high, uh, you know, for the, for the high of the year. And then we got what looks like a double low. And that was in December. And then again in January, it's pretty close. The 3280 area. So somewhere on there. Now we're sitting at 4408 at this moment in time. And we got KHC at 4350. Ooh, I like that. Um, and that was last week also. Because I believe I did the KHC and um, last week I collected a premium, but it closed below. So I kept the stocks and I did 20 contracts on KHC and they all came in. You know, the spreads, you know, so they all came in and that was a 60% ROI on that one, which I really like those. Um, now, the reason why I did that is because it's Heinz Ketchup and I really wouldn't mind. Now, when you do a spread trade, if the stock price ends up in between what you buy and what you sell, then you end up buying at that, that lower, the lower level. And I didn't mind buying 2,000 shares of, of, of um, KHC, but that didn't happen. So, all that being said is we are going to... Um, sell that KHC into the trade grid. We get the bid and the ask of 4408, 4451. The numbers are always skewed this time of day. Um, so we are going to go with the forty-four and a half, only because the forty-four is basically worthless because they're going to give me what fifty-three cents a share at forty-four, but the stock's at forty-four fifty-one. Or actually, it's at forty-four oh eight. Huh. I only have one, so I'm going to sell that. It's only thirty-one bucks, but hey, <clears throat> remember I'm only trying to make a thousand bucks. So thirty-one bucks is, you know, it's not bad. So I'm going to sell that. That's up on the list of things to do again. And next on the list is Lowe's. All right, so L O W L O W. Now remember, I said I bought Lowe's in in January when it was like two fifty-eight. It's now at 194. Funny thing is, I sold a premium every single week, and I'm going to do it again. Granted, I have to keep my eye on it so I don't get called out. What what does that mean? So at 194. Now we got this at one at 258. If I sell the lows. 194, 195, the 200. I'm going to do the 202 and a half 
because it's far enough away. I got to keep my eye on it, and it's going for three sixty a share. Now I've got oh, four hundred of these, so at three sixty a share, which is kind of odd. Um, that's fourteen hundred bucks. I might have to do the two hundred fives. All right, hold on a second. I gotta take a better look at these charts. Only because you gotta take a look at the average movement for a stock. Now, if the average movement puts me in to a place where I'm a little uncomfortable, then I don't want to do it. Okay. Showing eight, I gotta look at it a little bit more because I'm not showing the strike price. Ten, there we go. So let's see what the two hundred five is going for. All right, I should probably do the two hundred fives, okay? Because it's further out. And I think oh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the two hundred fives. It's less money, but here's my reasoning. My reasoning is um, the stock can move and easily, you know, 10% in a day. So that's 20 bucks. Okay. Right now she's at 194. 20 bucks would bring her up to 214. Now that would put me. Actually, no. Wait a second. We got a movement here from 195. The two of West nine bucks. So that's only okay. That's not that much. Let me get two hundred to two oh seven. All right, so about nine bucks, eight or nine bucks is what what the normal movement can be. So eight or nine bucks from where we are now, that would put me at two oh three. Okay, that's why I'm going to stay with the two oh five and go from there. All right, so we're going to sell four contracts of lows. Um, we're going to sell four LOW 100, which is the weeklies, 20 May 22, which is this Friday, the 205 call at 282 limit order to open. And that will give me 1100 bucks. I'm not sure about that number. It will probably change by the morning. In the morning, I'm going to check this out again, just to be on the safe side. Okay, so that's all my positions right there. And between those four positions, that's well over... Oh, fourteen, fifteen hundred bucks. Actually, more than that. Um, I'm gonna have to give you a double check on that tomorrow. So, you know, stay tuned for tomorrow's after uh, hours, and I will uh, give you a better shot of that on what that is. All right. So now, here we are in May. We're looking at who's coming up. For a dividend this coming week. All right, so we are in the 16th. So we're looking at. Wow, I got some extreme delayed data because this thing is still not filled in yet. Come on. We'll look for the dividend kings for the month of May. Come on. I hate this when this happens because I'm sitting here looking, saying, 
who is paying this week. And there it is right there. All right. So we only have three dividend kings that are having the EX date um, in two weeks. Oh, whoops. Whoa. Oh, four. KBSH, which is Commerce Bank Shares. They're paying out 26 cents. GPC. Now, GPC, Genuine Parts Company. This is such an unromantic stock. What do they do? They make auto parts. Spark plugs, windshield wipers, air filters, oil filters, um, hoses, um, brake pads. You know, aftermarket parts for your car. How romantic is that? How sexy is a parts car company? Here it is. It is a dividend king. They've increased their dividend payments to the shareholders for over 65 years. Kennedy was in office back then. Wow. Anyway, their dividend is 81 and a half cents per share. This is one of my favorite companies. And granted, it is very unsexy and unpopular. But it should be. It should be on your list. All right. All that being said, KMB, which is Kimberly Clark. Okay. It may not be a... Uh, hold on a second. It may not be a household name, just like Genuine Parts isn't. But it's still a dividend king, and they're paying a dollar fourteen a share. And then we have... Pepsi, they're paying $1.07 per share. So you have these four companies, and they are dividend kings. That means for more than 50 years, they've increased their payments to their shareholders. And I don't even have to look at anything, and these are no-brainer buys for me. But I do have a few rules for buying stocks. So let's get into that and take a look at certain things. Rule number one, CBSH is never, ever Go against the trend. Because the trend is your friend right up to the end, you know? Because it keeps going up and up and up until it doesn't. And then it keeps going down, down, down until it doesn't. So I don't go against the trend. If it's trending down, I wait for it to find its bottom, make a turn before I jump in. After that, I'm okay with it. So let's see what KB, all right, CBSH is doing. Started out the year at $80.19. And that is the high for the year. It is what it is. Now, we're showing a double bottom in September and December. Right at the $65 area. Okay. So, for the last 90... The last 90 days? Yeah, the last 90 days, we've seen a high at 74.33 and a low... It looks like it was last... Thursday at uh, 65.79. Now that seems to be the bottom because she's bouncing off of that. Now she had one, two, three, four, let me, I gotta isolate this, make it look a little bit bigger. One, two, three, four, five, six down days. Now we have two days that are uh, going in the other direction, which means they found a bottom at, uh, what is that, 65.85? We're sitting at 66.91 at the moment. So let's take a look at what seasonality is. Now, for those of you who don't know what seasonality is, that's taking a look at the share at the uh, stock price 
year after year after year, putting one um, stock chart on top of another, on top of another. And that gives you a breakdown of how the stock reacts on a year-to-year basis. Does it always move up in January? Does it always move up in May? Now, this one, it seems to bottom out, looks like, tomorrow. So tomorrow would be a good day to jump in on this one and um, ride that little peak that it's got going because it's got a little uptrend um, at this time of the year, and that is always makes me happy. Can't be your dividend coming up in two weeks. The charts look pretty good. It's got a nice little uh, bottom here at the 66, what was it? At the 65, 75. Um, the dividend's coming up. All right, so let's go over to the big chart for CBSH. CBSH. There we go. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing, nothing, nothing. All right, so everything looks pretty good. Let's isolate this and look at this a little bit closer. <clears throat> I like to look at the trend lines and and whatnot. So we're not going against the trend, which is a good thing. Um, the dividend is coming up. Great. Everything looks great. So let's look at the trade grid. Can't really look at the trade grid because the bid and the ask is way out there. All right. So it last traded at 66.91. And this is a monthly so you got to get this one right because if not, you're going to be carrying this thing into next week. I mean, next month, which I really don't like doing. So CBSH, the 65, is I can't get a good number off of it. And I really don't like doing monthlies because if it doesn't work, I have to carry it. And I can't sell a weekly option for it, which means I'm going to have to collect a dividend, collect the premium, and then wait until next month. To hopefully cash it out. So, I'm going to pass on CBSH, especially considering the volumes, 370,000 shares. I mean, that's not a whole heck of a lot. All right, so I'm passing on CBSH. GPC, I'm pretty sure GPC has weeklies. All righty, GPC. Uh Started out the year ago at 132.58, hit a high at 141.50, and a low at 115.69. That was in February. She's in a good upward movement at this moment in time, and that looks nice. The 30-day chart looks, actually, the 60-day chart looks pretty sweet. Okay, so that's GPC. We got the dividend coming up in two weeks. Seasonality tells me. That this is a great time to buy. Ooh, gotta love that one. All right, and then let's take a look at the big chart to see if there's any anomalies there. GPC. I like to check, you know, weird volume and uh, if the thing goes out of the relative strength index, either to the high side or to the low side. And she's smack dab somewhere in the middle of 59, you know, so that's a good thing. All right, so all that looks good. I'm going to throw this into the trade grid, and this is what we're looking at. Woohoo! Okay, she last traded at 136.27. So the 135 is going for $2.50, which means your effective sale price would be 137.50, which is giving you a buck and a quarter over. 
And that does not make me a happy camper. The next one up is the 140. That's only giving you 50 cents. But the neat thing about that is I would definitely go for the uh, the 135. Okay. Because that gives you an effective sale price of 137. And she's sitting at 136.27. And she's got a kind of like an oh, strong upward trend in the last 30 days. We got a high in the last 30 days of 141. And she's only at 136. So there's plenty of room for to challenge that 30-day high again. And that makes it a, a good one. But GPC is a monthly option. So this is one of those tough ones. You know, Do I want to do it or do I not? But if I was going to do it, that's what I'd do. Because it, this option expires this Friday. So I might just end up doing that one. All right, so that's GPC. Let's look at Kimberly Clark, which is KMB. KMB. La, 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 la. Ooh, now this looks interesting. All right, so Kimberly Clark started out the year last year at 134. Found its high of the year in January, the beginning of January, at 144. Wait a minute, at 145. 33 and it found its low at the beginning of March at 117.65. Now, this does not look good, and I'm going to explain why. <clears throat> Towards the end of April, we're sitting at 127.95, and she gaps up on what looks like quadruple volume to 138.58. She actually jumped up 10 bucks. Now, they have a saying about gaps. Gaps have a tendency to fill. She's going sideways for the last 30 days. And the volume has come back down to normal. So she's sitting at 138.93 at this moment in time. Now what does seasonality say for this? Seasonality says she should be going sideways with a slight upward tilt. Okay, so that's a good thing. So let's go to the trade grid. KMB, KMB, Kimberly Clark. Okay. All right, so she was last at 138.94. I would definitely go for the 139 only because the 138 is paying about two bucks. So your effective sale price would be 140. Okay, not bad. However, the 139 is selling for a buck 50. So your effective sale price would be 140, 40, 140, 45, or 140, yeah, 140.50. It's an extra 50 cents. And you get the difference between the um, the current price of 138.93 and the sale price of 139. It's only seven cents, but hey, now you're up to 157 rather than one. It is what it is. Okay, now she got the dividend coming up in two weeks. This is uh, this covered call is more than um, your one percent, even selling the one. The 139. Okay. So 139 you're getting for a one for a buck fifty a share, which is over you one percent. And you get a, a little bit of extra money there. So that's the one that I would do. 
the 139 uh, I'd buy it at the money but for 138.93 or better and then sell the 139 you get your 1% you got the dividend coming up in 2 weeks and everything looks pretty happy but you got to keep in the back of your mind they have that um that gap that's going to need to be filled pretty soon it may not do it now because they get the dividend play coming up in 2 weeks but you never know and Kimberly Clark is one of those companies hey if you bought it I'm going to hold on to it it's a great company all right but we're not here to buy and hold we're here to buy and collect cash flow all right that was Kimberly Clark Last on the list is Pepsi. P-E-P. Pepsi. Ooh, and Pepsi looks lovely. All right, Pepsi started out the year last year at 146.50. Found its bottom at 144.16 a couple days later. From there, she goes sideways for about a month. Jumps up to a trading range of 154. Travels there for about three months. Breaks out of that. And hits a series of highs. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six highs. Can't seem to break past that 178. 177 and a half is as high as she went. Okay, so, so the last 90 days, we got that 177 for the high, and we got a double low at 153.50. And that was back in March. No. But we're sitting at 175.47 at this moment in time. It's summertime. We got the dividend coming up. Everybody's going to be drinking Pepsi. And what does the seasonality look like? Nothing but up. Gotta love it. Pepsi, again, it's one of those companies. Where Pepsi, sure, buy it. You know, collect the dividend, move on, is what it is. All right, quickly look into the trade grid. Oh, look into the chart for Pepsi. P E P, P E P, anything odd. Volumes normal, the RSI index. Ooh, she broke out of that. Uh, what uh, in July moved up, lovely again in January, peaked. Okay, and then she she went below the RSI index back in March, which was the bottom. Well, it was a ninety day bottom. So anyway, that all looks good. Let's look at the trade grid. Pepsi last traded at 175.47. Okay, so the 175 is paying 190. The next one up is the 177 and a half. And that's paying 80. Okay, so you get your effective price um, for selling the 175, which would be... 176.90. Okay, that's good. Um, the next one up would be 177.5. You add 80 cents to that, which would be 178.30. But the stock would have to move up. Right now, she's at 175. And we got a 30 day triple high at 177.50. So that 177.50 may or may not, that would be fighting the trend, looking to get another new high. And I try not to do that only because. It's a territory that it hasn't been in in a while. It's been up to 77.5. So I'd probably go for the 175, you know, buy it at the money and sell the 175. Yeah, you're going to get a little bit higher premium and you're going to get more than 1%. So that's always a good thing. All right, it's back to market watch. Okay, so that's all of the dividend kings. 
Next on the list would be Warren Buffett's list. Oh, what does old Warren have for us today? Here we go. Bank of America. That's it. That's the only one on his list is Bank of America. But he's got UPS that's a possible triple play for this Friday. And I'm going to go over that one probably tomorrow. But right now, let's take a look at Bank of America. B-A-C, B-A-C. This will be the last one for today. Bank of America started out a year ago today at 42.39. Got a double high here. Um, once in the beginning of January and twice in the beginning of February. Hitting that $50 and 20. Can't seem to get past 50 $50.20. $50.20. Can't get past it. All right. This is one of those where I don't like to fight the trend. We got lower highs and lower lows for the past almost two and a half weeks. There's a possibility that she could keep going lower. Um, let me just quickly give you a little rundown. Um, from May 4th, we hit a high at 38.75. Okay? The 5th, lower high, lower low. The 6th, lower high, lower low. The 7th, lower high, lower low. The 8th, a higher high, but a lower low. The 9th, lower high, Lower low. Um, and then the 12th, she gapped down, but it was an up day. But still, she bottomed out on the 12th at 34.26. Now, the very next day, she went up, but not by much, but it was a down day. That was last Friday. And then today was another down day. So I'm not 100% sure. I would like it to have. Two days moving in the opposite direction. See, right now, she still looks as if she's going to continue on down. And that does not make me a happy camper. Okay, so the last 90 days, I'm in the basement digging a hole. And that doesn't make, doesn't give me the warm fuzzies. So Bank of America doesn't make me too happy at this moment in time. But that's only one indicator. The next indicator would be the seasonality. And seasonality says I got um, one more day going down, which would be tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow would be a good day to jump in because that seems to be a little bit of a low. And then we have a little up peak for the next couple of weeks. Okay, so that's kind of a good thing. Let's take a look at the, the big chart only because I didn't like that one. I didn't like that 30-day chart. Yeah, your big chart from the high of 50.11 back in February. Ooh, now here's something good. She's dipping below the RSI index. Okay? Now, usually when they dip below the RSI index, that's a good indication to jump in because then she's going to go back up where the relative strength should be. So that is a buying opportunity right there. As soon as she finds a footing, because right now, my 30-day chart, the last two weeks, it, it, it's slanting down. I want a little bit more stability for a bottom before I jump in. But that's something we can look at Monday, uh, tomorrow, the next day. Okay, so last traded at 34.81. And the 34.50 is going for 75 cents. 
So we would have an effective sale price at $35.50. Ooh, you might as well just go for the $35 because the $35 is paying $0.50. Cents. Okay, so you would have the difference between the purchase price and the strike price, which could be $0.19 cents add on top of that $0.50 cents that you'd be collecting for the premium by selling someone the option to buy it from you at 35. So that's a good thing. The number, see, I like it when the numbers work. Um, I'm gonna wait in the morning and check out, see where she opens up. If she opens up um, higher than the low of yesterday, I mean today, then that would be an indication that she's found the bottom and she's moving up. That's just my humble opinion because she could always hit she could always go lower tomorrow, but we just don't know. But the numbers look good. Okay, all that being said, that is enough for today. Because I don't want the time frame to be too long. We went over the, the dividend case. We went over Warren Buffett's list, and it's only Monday. Okay, and we've already well, well over a 1000 bucks. So that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. It is... May 16th, the month is half over, and it is a week in which there are monthly options available. So every single stock on our list is a contender. Now, if you've been following along, we've got four positions that we brought over from last week. BK, which is Bank Mellon, J&J, which is Johnson & Johnson, KHC, which is Heinz Ketchup, and L-O-W, which is Lowe's. Now, these names may sound very familiar. Almost household names. Bank Mellon may not be a household name where you're from, but for people who live in the New York area, you know, PK is Bank Mellon, which is a New York bank, I believe. But any and every stock that I invest in, is one of those companies that have increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 20 to 25 years. There are a few exceptions, and when they do pop up, I will let you know. Like, for instance, Apple. Apple is one of those exceptions that I do only because it's Apple. <laughs> there are a few others, and those are the ones that are on Warren Buffett's list. Berkshire Hathaway has been known to pick out winners and uh they're on my list, so every once in a while you'll notice 
notice a company that is not a dividend king or a dividend contender or a dividend uh, aristocrat, a company that has not paid for 25 years or more. But all that being said, let's just jump in, see where we are, and see if we can hit that 1% again. I think, um, I don't even know how many weeks there were. There are 12 weeks. Wait a minute, 4, 8, 12. 12 weeks in the first quarter. So I'm believing, I'm, I'm thinking there's like 12 weeks in every quarter. So I believe every quarter I got 1%. I think there was like one or two that I didn't get 1%. I didn't get a negative number, which is good. So I didn't I haven't lost anything yet. But I have, um, I remember one week I only made 200 bucks. Yeah, well, I originally made, you know, at the beginning of the week, it was a nice number. But then towards the end of the week, uh, some of the spreads didn't work out quite right. And when a spread doesn't work out quite right, it wipes out some of the profits. So I'm kind of limited on how many spreads I actually do. Um, most of them are either a dividend capture play where I just buy the stock and capture the dividend. Or I'll buy the stock and I will uh, sell a premium against it, which means giving someone the option of buying it from me. It's called a covered call. Okay, it's one of the safest trades there are. Now, I do it um, for a lot of the co- a lot of stocks because I get a better return than I do if I just bought the dividend. However, the dividend is one of those consolation prices, for lack of better words. See, I prefer to get a one percent or a one and a half percent per week. Worst case scenario. I'll just collect a dividend. Now, some people buy a stock and collect a dividend once every 90 days. Now, I bought Lowe's back in January. Okay, That was the first quarter. Lowe's was actually the first company I bought this year. Because I, I reset everything back to zero at the uh, end of the, end of the uh, year. But I think from now on, I'm going to reset everything at the end of the quarter. Okay, because basically everything resets at the end of the quarter. Because Lowe's is the first one I buy at the first quarter. Lowe's is the first one I buy at the second quarter. Lowe's is the first... Okay, so on and so forth. So needless to say, on Lowe's, I collected the dividend twice. Okay, but unlike other Lowe's investors, I've collected a premium. It can range anywhere between $0.30 cents a share all the way up to $2 a share. For the past, ooh, let me think, since ooh, every week since the beginning of January. So it's 12 weeks in January, four weeks in April, and we are in week number three of May. Okay, so let's jump in and get in. Now, I got four positions I carried from last week. I gave you those. BK, I'm going to have to go through this again only because I actually tried doing this earlier today while the market was open. I was, um, where was I? In my traveling, uh, my, my traveling, uh, what do you call it? My traveling home. <laughs> it's kind of like a minivan uh, motorhome type scenario because I travel a lot. It's my mobile studio. That's what I call it, my mobile studio. Got my little desk here, my lights, my, my pillows, my blankets, um, all that kind of nice, neat stuff to make it comfortable and nice. And I got everything right here that I need 
to do what it is I do. So first off, Bank Melon. Now, considering we already own it, we don't have to go through the whole spiel again. But we've seen a double high on um, Bank Melon at 64.58. That was in January, then again in, in mid-February. Then we get a double low um, beginning of May and then last week. So, uh, and that was at the uh, 41.93 area. We're sitting at uh, 43.24 at this moment in time. And I sold earlier this morning the 44 and a half calls. Now, remember, I bought. Bank Mellon um, on 411, which was a little over a month ago. Uh, let's go. Let's go exact. Okay. Um, 411. Okay, so I bought Bank Mellon 411. So I got the premium on the. Was that the second week? Yeah, the second full week of April. I collected a premium the third week of April. I collected a premium on the fourth week of April. And I collected the dividend on the fourth week of April. Um, I collected a premium the first week of May. I collected a premium the second week of May. And I collected a premium again this morning. Now, the premium I, I collected was only 30 cents a share. But it's kind of like free money. Now, I could be one of those people that just holds a dividend stock and just collects a dividend once every 90 days. But no, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to collect a safe, secure, predictable, and sustainable 1% or more per week. Okay, so that's Bank Mellon. Next on the list is J&J, which is... Johnson & Johnson, a dividend king, and we love dividend kings. We get a double low on Johnson & Johnson once in November and once again in mid-February at the 156 area. We've also got a double high on uh, Johnson & Johnson at 186.69, and that was the end of last month. We hit it twice. It'll get your profit taking because that's the high of the year. You got your profit taking, and then you set let's settle down to a new uh, support, which is right on one seventy four seventy three. We're sitting at one seventy eight at this moment in time. Now remember, we bought Johnson and Johnson at one seventy seven eighty seven. Ooh, now he's sitting. At 178. So we're actually in the money. Now, <clears throat> when did I get Johnson & Johnson? Let me quickly take a look at this. 5-9. Uh, that was last Monday. So I collected the one premium on Johnson & Johnson last Monday. And I think it was like close to like five or 600 bucks. Like, yeah. All right. Now we got it again. Uh, I only got 300 shares of Johnson & Johnson. And um, it's going for close to 180 a share. So 180 a share at uh, 300 shares. Um, that's uh, right around 500 bucks again. 
Okay, so I like that. Uh, and I am going to I am going to uh, sell three contracts of Johnson and Johnson at uh, one seventy six limit order or, or better whatever we can do. I'm gonna set send so that's uh, sell three J and J one hundreds, which are the weeklies, not the monthlies, it's the weeklies. Uh, twenty May twenty two, which is this Friday, the one seventy seven and a half call at one seventy six limit order. Now before I do that, hold one. You know what? Let's just do it. Uh, so that's five hundred twenty eight bucks. Okay, that, that's doable. I was gonna say I could have done the one eighties. For sixty-four cents a share, but I'm not going to worry about it because remember, I probably could, and it, it, it may or may not because it's dividend king. It's got the uh, dividend coming up in, in in next week, not this week, but next week is the EX date. Because uh, I always get two weeks ahead of time. That way, I give the stock plenty of time to do whatever kind of move it's going to do, and hopefully, she'll fill in the morning. Because uh, it is after hours at the moment. And the only reason why I did it after hours because I kept getting booted off line. Cause it happens once in a great while where um, my mobile uh, data provider doesn't always work. 95% of the times it works just fine. Every once in a while, I get kicked off, and I just couldn't get online today. So I got a nice strong signal right now, but, you know, market's closed, but it is what it is. All right. So that's Johnson & Johnson. We got a possible uh, five or 600 bucks coming in from Johnson & Johnson. KHC is next on the list. That's Heinz. KHC. Heinz, catch up. We got a double high at 45 Okay, that was back in, oh my goodness, May 20th last year and May 6th of this year. Okay, so you get a double high uh, you know, for, the, for the high of the year. And then we got what looks like a double low, and that was in December. And then again in January, it's pretty close, the 3280 area. So somewhere on there. Now we're sitting at forty four oh eight at this moment in time, and we got KHC at forty three fifty. Ooh, I like that. Um, and that was last week also, because I believe I did the KHC. And um, last week, I collected a premium, but it closed below, so I kept the stocks, and I did 20 contracts on KHC, and they all came in, you know, the spreads, you know, so they all came in, and that was a 60% ROI on that one, which I really like those. Um, now, the reason why I did that is because it's Heinz Ketchup, and I really wouldn't mind. Now, when you do a spread trade, if the stock price ends up in between what you buy and what you sell, then you end up buying at that that lower the lower level. And I didn't mind buying two thousand shares of of, of um, K 
KHC, but that didn't happen. So all that being said is we are going to... Um, so that KHC into the trade grid. We get the bid and the ask of 4408, 4451. The numbers are always skewed this time of day. Um, so we are going to go with the forty-four and a half, only because the forty-four is basically worthless because they're going to give me what fifty-three cents a share at forty-four, but the stock's at forty-four fifty-one, or actually it's at forty-four oh eight, huh? I only have one, so I'm going to sell that. It's only thirty-one bucks, but hey, <clears throat> remember I'm only trying to make a thousand bucks. So thirty-one bucks is, you know, it's not bad. So I'm going to sell that. That's up on the list of things to do again. And next on the list is Lowe's. All right, so L O W L O W. Now remember, I said I bought Lowe's in in January when it was like two fifty-eight. It's now at 194. Funny thing is, I sold a premium every single week, and I'm going to do it again. Granted, I have to keep my eye on it so I don't get called out. What what does that mean? So at 194. Now we got this at one at 258. If I sell the lows. 194, 195, the 200. I'm going to do the 202 and a half because it's far enough away. I got to keep my eye on it and it's going for 360 a share. Now, I've got oh, 400 of these. So at 360 a share, which is kind of odd. Um, that's fourteen hundred bucks. I might have to do the two hundred fives. All right, hold on a second. I gotta take a better look at these charts. Only because you gotta take a look at the average movement for a stock. Now, if the average movement puts me in to a place where I'm a little uncomfortable, then I don't want to do it. Okay, it's showing eight. I gotta look at it a little bit more because I'm not showing the strike price. Ten. There we go. So let's see what the two hundred five is going for. All right, I should probably do the two hundred fives. Okay, because it's further out. And I think oh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the two hundred fives. It's less money, but here's my reasoning. My reasoning is um, the stock can move in easily, you know, 10% in a day. So that's 20 bucks. Okay. Right now she's at 194. 20 bucks would bring her up to 214. 
Now that would put me. Actually, no. Wait a second. We got a movement here from one ninety five to two hundred four. That's nine bucks. So that's only okay. That's not that much. Then we get two hundred to two hundred seven. All right, so about nine bucks, eight or nine bucks is what what the normal movement can be. So eight or nine bucks from where we are now, that would put me at two hundred three. Okay, that's why I'm going to stay with the two hundred five and go from there. All right, so we're going to sell four contracts of lows. Um, we're going to sell four LOW100, which is the weeklies. 20 May 22, which is this Friday. The 205 call at 282 limit order to open. And that will give me 1100 bucks. I'm not sure about that number. It will probably change by the morning. In the morning, I'm going to check this out again, just to be on the safe side. Okay, so that's all my positions right there. And between those four positions, that's well over oh, 14, 1500 bucks. Actually, more than that. Um, I'm going to have to give you a double check on that tomorrow. So you know, stay tuned for tomorrow's after uh, hours, and I will uh, give you a better shot of that, of what that is. All right, so now here we are. In May, we're looking at who's coming up for a dividend this coming week. All right, so we are in the 16th. So we're looking at, wow, I got some extreme delayed data because this thing is still not filled in yet. Come on. Look for the dividend kings. For the month of May. Come on. Now, I hate this when this happens. Because I'm sitting here looking. Saying, Who is paying this week? And there it is right there. Alright. So we only have three dividend kings. That are having the EX date. Um, in two weeks. Oh, whoops. Whoa. Oh, four. KBSH, which is Commerce Bank Shares. They're paying out $0.26. Cents. GPC. Now, GPC, Genuine Parts Company. This is such an unromantic stock. What do they do? They make auto parts. Spark plugs, windshield wipers, air filters, oil filters, um, hoses, um brake pads, you know, aftermarket parts for your car. How romantic is that? How sexy is a parts car company? Here it is. It is a dividend king. They've increased their dividend payments to the shareholders for over 65 years. Kennedy was in office back then. Wow. Anyway, their dividend's 81 and a half cents per share. This is one of my favorite companies, and granted, it is very unsexy and unpopular, but it should be. It should be on your list. All right. All that being said, KMB, which is Kimberly Clark, okay, it may not be a, uh, hold on a second, it may not be a household name, 
just like Genuine Parts isn't. But it's still a dividend king, and they're paying $1.14 a share. And then we have Pepsi. They're paying $1.07 per share. So you have these four companies, and they are dividend kings. They means for more than 50 years, they've increased their payments to their shareholders. And I don't even have to look at anything, and these are no-brainer buys for me. But I do have a few rules for buying stocks. So let's get into that and take a look at certain things. Rule number one, CBSH is never, ever go against the trend. Because the trend's your friend right up to the end, you know? Because it keeps going up and up and up until it doesn't. And then it keeps going down, down, down until it doesn't. So I don't go against the trend. If it's trending down, I wait for it to find its bottom, make a turn before I jump in. After that, I'm okay with it. So let's see what KB all right, CBSH is doing. Started out the year at $80.19, and that is the high for the year. It is what it is. Now, we're showing a double bottom in September and December, right at the $65 area. Okay. So for the last 90, the last 90 days, yeah, the last 90 days, We've seen a high at 74.33 and a low, what looks like it was last Thursday, at uh, 65.79. Now, that seems to be the bottom because she's bouncing off of that. Now, she had one, two, three, four, let me, I gotta isolate this, make it look a little bit bigger. One, two, three, four, five, six down days. Now, we have two days that are uh, going in the other direction, which means they found a bottom at, uh, what is that, 65.85? We're sitting at 66.91 at the moment. So let's take a look at what seasonality is. Now, for those of you who don't know what seasonality is, that's taking a look at the share at the uh, stock price year after year after year, putting one um, stock chart on top of another, on top of another. And that gives you a breakdown of how the stock reacts on a year to year basis. Does it always move up in January? Does it always move up in May? Now, this one, it seems to bottom out, looks like, tomorrow. So tomorrow would be a good day to jump in on this one and um, ride that little peak that it's got going because it's got a little uptrend um, at this time of the year, and that is always makes me happy. Can't be your dividend coming up in two weeks. The charts look pretty good. It's got a nice little uh, bottom here at the 66, what was it, at the 65.75. Um, the dividend's coming up. All right, so let's go over to the big chart for CBSH. CBSH, there we go. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing, nothing, nothing. All right, so everything looks pretty good. Let's isolate this and look at this a little bit closer. <clears throat> I like to look at the trend lines and, and whatnot. So we're not going against the trend, which is a good thing. Um, the dividend's coming up. Great. Everything looks great. So let's look at the trade grid. Can't really look at the trade grid because the bid and ask is way out there. All right. So it last traded at 66.91. And this is a monthly. So you got to get this one right because if not, you're going to be carrying this thing into next week. I mean, next month, which... I really don't like doing. 
So CBSH, the 65, is I, I can't get a good number off of it. And I really don't like doing monthlies because if it doesn't work, I have to carry it. And I can't sell a weekly option for it, which means I'm going to have to collect a dividend, collect the premium, and then wait until next month to hopefully cash it out. So I'm going to pass on CBSH, especially considering the volumes, 370,000 shares. I mean, that's not a whole heck of a lot. All right, so I'm passing on CBSH. GPC, I'm pretty sure GPC has weeklies. All righty, GPC uh, started out the year ago at 132.58. Hit a high at 141.50 and a low at 115.69. That was in February. She's in a good upward movement at this moment in time, and that looks nice. The 30-day chart looks... Actually, the 60-day chart looks pretty sweet. Okay, so that's GPC. We got the dividend coming up in two weeks. Seasonality tells me that this is a great time to buy... Ooh, gotta love that one. All right, and then let's take a look at the big chart to see if there's any anomalies there. GPC. I like to check, you know, weird volume. And uh, if the thing goes out of the relative strength index, either to the high side or to the low side. And she's smack dab somewhere in the middle at 59, you know. So that's a good thing. All right, so all that looks good. I'm going to throw this into the trade grid and this... Is what we're looking at. Woohoo! Okay, she last traded at 136.27. So the 135 is going for $2.50, which means your effective sale price would be 137.50, which is giving you a buck and a quarter over. And that does not make me a happy camper. The next one up is the 140. That's only giving you 50 cents. But the neat thing about that is I would definitely go for the uh, the 135. Okay. Because that gives you an effective sale price of 137. And she's sitting at 136.27. And she's got a kind of like an oh, strong upward trend. In the last 30 days, we got a high in the last 30 days of 141. And she's only at 136. So there's plenty of room for to challenge that 30-day high again. And that makes it a, a good one. But... GPC is a monthly option. So this is one of those tough ones. You know, Do I want to do it or do I not? But if I was going to do it, that's what I'd do. Because it, this option expires this Friday. So I might just end up doing that one. All right, so that's GPC. Let's look at Kimberly Clark, which is KMB. KMB. La, 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 la. Ooh, now this looks interesting. All right, so Kimberly Clark started out the year last year at 134. Found its high of the year in January, the beginning of January, at 144. Wait a minute, at 145.33. And it found its low at the beginning of March at 117.65. Now, this does not look good, and I'm going to explain why. <clears throat> Towards the end of April, we're sitting at 127.95, and she gaps up. On what looks like quadruple volume to 138.58. She actually jumped up 10 bucks. Now, they have a saying about gaps 
gaps have a tendency to fill. She's going sideways for the last 30 days. And the volume has come back down to normal. So she's sitting at 138. 93 at this moment in time. Now what does seasonality say for this? Seasonality says she should be going sideways with a slight upward tilt. Okay, so that's a good thing. So let's go to the trade grid. KMB, KMB, Kimberly Clark. Okay. All right, so she was last at 138.94. I would definitely go for the 139 only because the 138 is paying about two bucks. So your effective sale price would be 140. Okay, not bad. However, the 139 is selling for a buck 50. So your effective sale price would be 140, 40, 140, 45, or 140, yeah, 140.50. It's an extra 50 cents. And you get the difference between the um, the current price of 138.93 and the sale price of 139. It's only seven cents, but hey, now you're up to 157 rather than one. It is what it is. Okay, now she got the dividend coming up in two weeks. This is uh, this covered call is more than um, your one percent, even selling the one. The 139. Okay. So 139 you're getting for a one for a buck fifty a share, which is over you one percent. And you get a, a little bit of extra money there. So that's the one that I would do. The 139. Uh, I'd buy it at the money, but for 138.93 or better. And then sell the 139. You get your one percent. You got the dividend coming up in two weeks, and everything looks pretty happy. But you got to keep in the back of your mind, they have that um, that gap that's going to need to be filled pretty soon. It may not do it now because they get the dividend play coming up in two weeks. But you never know. And Kimberly Clark is one of those companies. Hey, if you bought it, I'm going to hold on to it. It's a great company. All right. But we're not here to buy and hold. We're here to buy and collect cash flow. All right. That was Kimberly Clark. Last on the list is Pepsi. P-E-P. Pepsi. Ooh, and Pepsi looks lovely. All right, Pepsi started out the year last year at 146.50. Found its bottom at 144.16 a couple days later. From there, she goes sideways for about a month. Jumps up to a trading range of 154. Travels there for about three months. Breaks out of that. And hits a series of highs. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six highs. Can't seem to break past that 178. 177 and a half is as high as she went. Okay, so, so the last 90 days, we got that 177 for the high, and we got a double low at 153.50. And that was back in March. No. But we're sitting at 175.47 at this moment in time. It's summertime. We got the dividend coming up. Everybody's going to be drinking Pepsi. And what does the seasonality look like? 
nothing but up. Gotta love it. Pepsi, again, it's one of those companies. Where you, Pepsi, sure, buy it. You know, collect a dividend, move on, is what it is. All right, quickly look into the trade grid. Oh, look into the chart for Pepsi. P-E-P, P-E-P, anything odd. Volumes normal, the RSI index. Ooh, she broke out of that, uh, what, uh, in July? Moved up, lovely. Again in January, peaked. Okay. And then she she went below the RSI index back in March, which was the bottom. Well, it was the 90-day bottom. So anyway, that all looks good. Let's look at the trade grid. Pepsi last traded at 175.47. Okay, so the 175 is paying 190. The next one up is the 177 and a half. And that's paying 80. Okay. So you get your effective price um, for selling the 175, which would be 176.90. Okay, that's good. Um, the next one up would be 177 and a half. You add 80 cents to that, which would be 178.30. But the stock would have to move up. Right now, she's at 175. And we got a 30-day triple high at 177.50. So that 177.50 may or may not, that would be fighting the trend, looking to get another new high. And I try not to do that only because it's a territory that it hasn't been in in a while. It's been up to 77.5. So I'd probably go for the 175. You know, buy it at the money and sell the 175. Yeah, you're going to get a little bit higher premium. And you're going to get more than 1%. So that's always a good thing. All right, it's back to Market Watch. Okay, so that's all of the Dividend Kings. Next on the list would be Warren Buffett's list. Oh, what does old Warren have for us today? Here we go. Bank of America. That's it. That's the only one on his list is Bank of America. But he's got UPS. That's a possible triple play for this Friday. And I'm going to go over that one probably tomorrow. But right now, let's take a look at Bank of America, B-A-C, B-A-C. This will be the last one for today. Bank of America started out a year ago today at 42.39. Got a double high here um, once in the beginning of January and twice in the beginning of February. Hitting that $50 and 20. Can't seem to get past 50.20. $50.20, can't get past it. All right, this is one of those where I don't like to fight the trend. We got lower highs and lower lows for the past almost two and a half weeks. There's a possibility that she could keep going lower. Um, let me just quickly give you a little rundown. Um, from May 4th, we hit a high at 38.75. Okay. The fifth, lower high, lower low. The sixth, lower high, lower low. The seventh, lower high, lower low. The eighth, a higher high, but a lower low. The ninth, lower high, lower low. Um, and then the twelfth, she gapped down, but it was an up day. But still, she bottomed out on the twelfth. At 34.26. Now the very next day. 
She went up, but not by much, but it was a down day. That was last Friday. And then today was another down day. So I'm not 100% sure. I would like it to have two days moving in the opposite direction. See, right now, she still looks as if she's going to continue on down, and that does not make me a happy camper. Okay, so the last 90 days, I'm in the basement digging a hole, and that doesn't make doesn't give me the warm fuzzies. So Bank of America doesn't make me too happy at this moment in time, but that's only one indicator. The next indicator would be the seasonality, and seasonality says I got... Um, one more day going down, which would be tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow would be a good day to jump in because that seems to be a little bit of a low. And then we have a little up peak for the next couple of weeks. Okay, so that's kind of a good thing. Let's take a look at the, the big chart only because I didn't like that one. I didn't like that 30-day chart. Yeah, your big chart from the high of 50.11 back in February. Ooh, now here's something good. She's dipping below the RSI index. Okay? Now usually when they dip below the RSI index, that's a good indication to jump in because then she's going to go back up where the relative strength should be. So that is a buying opportunity right there. As soon as she finds a footing. Because right now, my 30-day chart, the last two weeks... It, it, it's slanting down. I want a little bit more stability for a bottom before I jump in. But that's something we can look at Monday, uh, tomorrow, the next day. Okay, so last traded at 34.81. And the 34.50 is going for 75 cents. So we would have an effective sale price at 35.50. Ooh, you might as well just go for the 35 because the 35 is paying 50 cents. Okay, so you'd have the difference between the purchase price and the strike price, which could be 19 cents. Add on top of that 50 cents that you'd be collecting for the premium by selling, selling the option to buy it from you at 35. So that's a good thing. The number. See, I like it when the numbers work. Um, I'm going to wait in the morning and check out, see where she opens up. If she opens up um, higher than the low of yesterday, I mean today, then that would be an indication that she's found the bottom and she's moving up. That's just my humble opinion because she could always hit. She could always go lower tomorrow, but we just don't know. But the numbers look good. Okay, all that being said, that is enough for today because I don't want the time frame to be too long. We went over the, the dividend case. We went over Warren Buffett's list, and it's only Monday. Okay, and we've already well, well over a 1000 bucks. So that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.